This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. We got mean text coming up at 545 today, so you still have some time to get creative. 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. If you're just tuning in, we just had a chance to speak with Steve Largent, the great Steve Largent, on the last segment, our Friday edition Seahawks alumni series that we've been uh, doing here, thanks to Dave Wyman and all of his former teammates and buddies and just combing through your Rolodex there. And and he's actually got a paper Rolodex. It spins. And yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> well, the guys that I'm calling, they're like, uh, you know, they're texting me and saying, um, hey, do you want the number that you need to call me on? Can you we know? say that or not? Yeah. You... No. Okay. <laughs> no, but, you know, some of them, you know, maybe it's Dave Craig. I don't know. Who knows? It could be Dave Craig that was like text me and says, you know, do you need me to give you the number that you're going to call me on? As like, you're texting them. Yeah, I was like, do I need number. to send Dr. Rick to you? <laughs> so good. You got to say it. You got to say the number twice. Oh, my goodness. You don't repeat the that's, number. Though. That's the mistake you made. Yeah. So really, really good stuff. It's It's been a lot of fun to be able to talk to these guys. We had we had Boz on last week, Brian Bosworth. Again, if you didn't catch that one, I would, I would definitely recommend catching that. And then Steve Largent today, and we'll continue to – I think Paul Scanzi is going to join us in the future and maybe Max Strong. And we'll just kind of go down the list of, yeah. you know, just Seahawks that most uh, most of you at one point or another have watched or rooted for or heard about at least. So, uh, yeah, really, really cool stuff to be able to talk to those guys. Meanwhile, maybe maybe years down the road, there'll be a show doing the same thing going, you know, let's get that Geno Smith guy on the show. Yeah, let's get Geno on and, and talk Gino's about his 68. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about his time with the Seahawks. Uh, he signs a, a brand new deal and it, it's it's funny dave as we keep you know the initial report three years 105 million can make 52 million in the first year and we're all sitting there going oh my goodness wow you know an average of 35 and then as the days have gone on and more details have come out this contract i feel like every day looks more and more favorable to the seahawks yeah and it, and it certainly can be favorable to, to gino should he you know, sort of duplicate what he did last year but there are a ton of incentives and you know mike florio wrote this piece i sent you guys where Technically, the Seahawks can get out of this after one year and pay him just over twenty-seven million dollars. So there, this is a this is a very team-friendly deal. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want that to be the case. You want it to be that hey, this guy's knocking every every incentive out of the park and he's playing that well, which means the team's playing well. But yeah, it says uh, the truth is, according to this article, that the number after uh, the first year would be 27.3 million the remaining 12.7 million becomes fully guaranteed in february of 2024 seahawks can obviously cut them before then so right. this the way this is structured is is very favorable to them but it can be again very favorable favorable to him uh if he reaches these incentives so the incentive package comes in the form of escalators based on his performance in 23 and 24 yeah and they're all tied to his 2022 performance. So for each of the five categories that he beats, so if he exceeds the yards from 2022, exceeds the touchdown number, the completion percentage, the passer rating, wins, he gets $2 million on each of those. And if he gets all five of them, another $2 million, right? Or another $5 five. Million. Yeah. Another $5 million. So what is that? We're up to fifteen. Yeah, extra fifteen million. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So what he has, so his passing yards last year forty two eighty two. So if he gets forty two eighty three, now you you brought up something like, well, what if what if they're a 
100 yards away or yeah, 50 I'm, yards away. I'd, I'd have to think that they would go, all right, you got it, man. Don't you, don't you think? Well, here's what I'm curious about. So, I mean, and there's there's two sides to this. And this happened, excuse me. Yeah. It's, Sorry, this happened a, a couple of years ago in 2020 where there was somebody, and I think Russ brought it to the coaches, to Pete Carroll's attention, that, uh, and I can't remember the player. I'll, no, it was I'll look David it Moore. Was it David Moore for sure? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, there was like a catch or a run or something. Anyway, they he came across the formation, they snapped the ball, they pitched it to him, and he ran. And I don't know if he got yards or touches or whatever, but it was an escalator for David Moore. Yeah, it put and, him over that he, he achieved an incentive in his deal with Yeah, that. exactly. And I, I don't remember. I mean, it... Well, what if it's twenty thousand dollars? I mean, that's that's pretty good for you know just catching I think it was one more ball. Than that. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, was pretty substantial, like yeah. maybe two hundred grand or something. We, we yeah. can look it up, but it was it seemed like it was a pretty substantial thing for him, and and yeah. Russ brought it up to Pete. Right, and so you know, I mean, I don't think anything will ever go away from our game plan and winning the game, right? Right, and you know, and especially if it's you know. If it's nine wins that's coming up, you're going to do whatever. It, you're not going to go and just start chucking the ball all around so Gino can get his incentives. But, but also, you know, I would think that if you did do something like that, I'm. How does that go over with your owner? I mean, it depends on who the owner is. I'm assuming that Dan Snyder would get mad, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. I mean, we want to help this guy. We want, you know, and that's all good. He's helping the team. He's been a godsend to this team, and you know, he's just trying to get a bonus, whatever. But, you know, I, I guess. I think I'm a, I can answer my own question, and that's that. And I thought about this this way when I played that, like, once my contract was done, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it during the season, especially. And so, you know, I think they're going to do their normal game plan. But, you know, I was just thinking, hey, what if, uh, you know, what if they're, he's at 29 touchdowns or, or he's at 30 if he has to exceed it? Um, you know, are they. Are you going to try to get him one? Are they going to try to do something that they normally wouldn't do? I would say probably not. I mean, that probably doesn't enter into it. But when Russ did that for David Moore, I was kind of like, eh, some guys are aware and, you know, it might be something that creeps in there. But I don't – look, they wouldn't do this if they thought it was going to be a problem. Right. So – but, I mean, you know, are you, that's – for Gino, first of all, I feel like the Seahawks have really done a good job with their contracts because I felt like DK Metcalf was going to get more than three years, seventy-two million, mm-hmm. and then this basically boils down to three years, twenty-five million, if you look yeah. at it. And then you and know it can be as little as one year, yeah, twenty-seven point three that you mentioned. Right. By the so, way, Russell, I'm, I'm just did a Google on it and uh, USA Today article here headline: Russell Wilson changed end of game call to help David Moore reach $100,000 incentive. Wow. So it was for 30. He signed an $825,000 deal. The contract included a $100,000 incentive bonus for 35 receptions on the season with under 30 seconds to go in Sunday's week 17 game against the 49ers. He was stuck at 34 receptions and then Mm. uh, Seattle would have just had to take one final kneel down, but apparently Russell knew about it and called the play at the line of scrimmage and got him the ball. Gave him the shovel pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because that was – he. I remember he came across to the formation. And, yeah, and that's right. It was against San Francisco, but it was in Arizona. But, anyway, that's why I just remembered that for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if that comes into play. And how many times has something like that come up? That's kind of the – I think that's the first time I've ever heard of any player doing that or, you know, usually that kind of information doesn't get out. But, yeah. 
That's yeah, pretty I mean, cool, though. That's yeah, a, and it was really cool of Russ to do that, especially. He was the guy that was recognizing it. But could you think, Could you see the owner going, Russell, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? You know, wait, hold on a minute. You just cost us 100000 or in these ca- this case. A couple like, million. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if they, they have a meeting, especially if it's like the last one and he gets the, what would you say, an extra $5 million if all if five of them. he gets all of them, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that that could be like... Seven million dollars <laughs> that you're giving them, and you're like, uh, aren't we supposed to try to save money with these players? So, you know, look, I I think that there's been incentives like this, but kudos to Gino for taking this on because I think it's going to be pretty difficult to beat his completion percentage. It's Th- not that be- would seem the hardest, right? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, look, touchdowns. I don't ever. The my big thing is interceptions and completion percentage with quarterbacks because I feel like. To the most, you know, mostly you can control that. You can't control if a guy catches a pass, he's wide open, and he falls down, and somebody tackles him, and he doesn't right. get the touchdown. Or you can't, you know, put that much into a guy throwing a three-yard route, and then the guy runs 75 yards for a touchdown. It's, you know, the ball wasn't in the air. I mean, so those kinds of things are kind of, you know, hard. But the the completion percentage, man, that one is that one's going to be tough for him. So, like I said, kudos to Gino for agreeing to this and believing in himself that he thinks he's going to beat these numbers. Yeah. And, and if he does, he's probably going to be a pro bowler. Well, yeah, and, and the Seahawks are going to be in a really good position. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, one of them is a win total, so he's got to exceed nine wins. So if they get ten wins, and and then I think there is, aren't there some other stipulations in there about Super Bowl and Pro Bowl as well? I thought I saw that in a different article. But, you know, these are these are the main categories he has to surpass. Passing yards, 42-82. Touchdowns, 30. Completion percentage, 69.8. It'd be funny if he completed 69.9. Like if he just <laughs> yeah, edges just each of these out, right? His yeah. passer rating, 100.9. You know, it just, it, it's just, it's interesting to see, but it does, as you read it and continue to look at it, also the cap hit, the way they've structured it. Uh, I think Bob Condota tweeted this out. Uh, for this year... It's a $10 million cap hit, 10.1. Yeah. That's for your starting Incredible. quarterback. I mean, so everything is in the way of this deal is coming up Seahawks. Now, he's not, you're not crying for Gino. He's still going to get 20, at minimum, $27.3 million if he achieves none of these. So he still is going to make more. We said what? His total in his entire career was 17.5. So he's going to make $10 million more than that at minimum. So it just, it, it works out for him in a way. That you know he he makes a lot of money. Maybe it's not as much as some were saying. He's going to get thirty or thirty. You know who loves this deal? By the way, KJ Wright probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember because they they asked him what would you pay him thirty a year? We're not even going to entertain that. Yeah. And he's and on. then he said he he was a little bit too mean. He was yeah. like, maybe but, I was too hard on him. But if if he were the GM, I'm guessing he'd look at this and go, well, he's getting twenty five a year. That's what we can count on. Now he's got the opportunity to make a lot more. But I I can respect Gino betting on himself and 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 doing what he's done here and here he is just talking about happy that they found a deal that in his opinion works for both sides you know like i said i think the future is very bright for us and so um with the with the contracts and the incentives uh it's just a way for obviously for both parties to you know make it work uh it it allows the team room and space to do what they need to do but it also gives me an opportunity to be you know one of the top 10 paid quarterbacks which is some something that i believe i am and so with all those things i think it worked out pretty great everything he says right now i mean just sounds like perfect 
I mean, the way he puts that, he thinks he's a, you know, he's got confidence. He's not being cocky. Uh, he's he's happy to, you know, be here. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I think we're putting a lot of emphasis on it because we have John Schneider on our on our airwaves every every week. And but it just the job that they've done him, Matt Thomas, who mm-hmm. you know manages the cap, and then you've got Pete Carroll, of course, that is you know sort of the was it Willie uh, was it. Bennett's brother that called him Willy Wonka or something like that. Martellus. Yeah, Martellus Bennett called Pete Carroll. <laughs> Did he? Referred to him as <laughs> Willy Wonka. But, I mean, Pete, yeah, he just makes everything go and everybody feel comfortable. And, you know, just the way he runs things. I mean, it's just it's amazing what what the what we're seeing, you know, and hearing from Gino. And I just, you know, maybe it's a lot of it is, you know, Pete talked about this, about the spaces where in absence of any communication, and John mentioned it yesterday too, that your mind tends to go kind of negative. We don't hear a lot from Gino, right? But now starting to hear from him and, and some of the things that he says and what he's willing to do in with this, this prove it deal, no chip on his shoulder. He's happy to be here. Um, it's a good deal for him. It's a good deal for for the Seahawks. And yeah, it's it's like I said earlier. It's nice to have your quarterback position settled. Yeah, and your starting quarterback coming off a year like you just had, only only hitting your cap for ten million, which in f- football money is nothing. That's a yeah. nothing deal, you know, in terms of the you know what we're seeing with the, some of these numbers out there for Daniel Jones and uh, oh my goodness, man. So yeah, this is this works out extremely well for the Seahawks. And then one more from Gino on why, in his opinion, it was important to allow that flexibility in his contract. Yeah, extremely important. You know, I believe in team. You know, I know how important it is for everyone to you know have an opportunity. And so you know, I trust these guys. I understand that these guys are you know building a, a championship team, and and that's what we're about here. And so uh, you know, I really wanted to be a part of that, and I'm just happy that uh, we're able to find common ground that that was balanced and worked for everyone. You know, it's it's incredible. John Schneider kind of brought this up that, you know, before um, March 8th, which was the anniversary of, uh, you know, Russ being traded. But, you know, leading up to that day, they thought Russ was going to be their quarterback. And if somebody, you know, would tell you that this is the kind of contract that Gino's going to sign one year later, you know, and these are the numbers that he has to hit to make these 10 or $15 million in bonuses, it's it's unbelievable. I just never, never would have thought that, especially since it was Gino's tenth year when he accomplished all of this. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty amazing turnaround. And from somebody, I just I, we would have all been shocked. And really, go to the last up until the last game of the the preseason was that the was Dallas the last game I think it was where they said Gino's the starter. You know, but up to that point, even we were thinking oh, it could be Drew Locke. You never yeah, know. I think we all kind of functioned under the idea, of, and a lot of it was based on how heavily they were praising drew lock and we've always loved him we loved him coming out of the draft he right. felt like all right they they really seem to like him and maybe they need him to start in order to make this this trade look much more palatable because we obviously didn't know russ was going to have the season he just had so you're assuming he would get a version of russ out there that was really good and you needed to feel better about the trade so drew locks your starter it we felt like he'd eventually be the starter. like maybe geno starts the year drew lock takes over mm-hmm. he never let it go you know, so it was it was interesting how it worked out. And it, it just the more you get into the weeds and the details of this contract, you realize just how favorable it is to the Seahawks. Now, again, not that Geno's poor by any stretch and he's he's going to make a large sum of money and can make an even bigger one. But my goodness, they, they did a nice job. But they did make a couple of roster moves. And 
I, I can't say I'm surprised by either of these. They released Gabe Jackson. We had talked about him, just not just felt like it never really lived up to the billing when he came over. I remember just hearing repeatedly that he is one of the top guards in the NFL, comes over from the Raiders, and then it just it never really he wasn't brutal. He wasn't like a liability, but you, you saw some moments where you're going, uh, ah, that's not great. And then he got into a rotation with Phil Haynes and it wasn't about health. It wasn't anything other than trying to find the right guy to get in there. So they let him go, and then this one, not surprising, and it's unfortunate, but uh, Ben Burkirvin released as well. So I don't, I don't, who knows what his future is. I don't know how bad that knee is that he couldn't play at all this past season. So, yeah, two moves that they made there, and it also uh, a story that came out that, that Lefko had here from Twitter. It looks like Shelby Harris could be on the way out as well. Hmm. Yeah, he he was okay. You know, Shelby was. Um, and then Gabe Jackson was in the beginning. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I think had Phil, I think Phil Haynes got nicked up at the end of the uh, at the end of the year. But if you saw about middle of the season, I went back and looked at a snap count percentage wise, and it slowly was going over to Phil Haynes. Um, yeah, it was like sixty forty in week twelve uh, with Gabe Jackson playing more then fifty seven forty three, then forty six fifty four, and so on until I think something happened with. Uh, with with Phil Haynes, so yeah, Gabe Jackson didn't work out. Shelby Harris, not so much. The Ben Burkirvan thing, I'm really bummed about. I really think he's a good linebacker. I just, I think every coach, as long as he's healthy and can still run, I feel like every coach would love to have him mm-hmm. because he's so smart and he's such a, such a smart football player. Being in the right place, I always say this: doesn't matter, you know, how big you are, fast you are, if you're able to get to the right spot, you know. And I say this as a compliment for like Paul Moyer. Paul was not, you know, the the fastest guy or anything. He 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 you know, he was he was physical, but he wasn't like, you know, he didn't have great speed, but he was always not only was he always in the right spot, he would get everybody in the right spot. And that's so valuable. And Ben Burkirvan on such a just a I don't want to say dumb it's just a dumb play to get get hurt on. Not not that it was bad by him. Not dumb in a poor decision way. No, yes. no. I just it just it sucks. I mean, it was just him. He got pushed, and you know this happens all the time. You, sometimes you put your foot down and you go over the front of your knee, and it just popped his ACL. And then I, I thought, I think I heard that there was some maybe some nerve damage going on. So yeah, it was just it just sucks for him. I, I feel I feel really bad for him. Yeah. The whole thing's dumb, Bob. It's a dumb injury. Why did you do that? It's a dumb one. Uh, You need smarter injuries. But he, well, hopefully he's able to come back and play somewhere. You know, we'll see what happens with him. You just hate that that's, you know, if he were going to be let go, you'd like it to be, hey, you just didn't fit. We couldn't, you know, you, you didn't have what we needed. You didn't have what we were looking for. And he gets another opportunity to jump on another roster versus. Hey man, this guy just physically is not able to get on the field, and yeah, you know, now you're just wondering about his career, right? Yeah, I hope that's not the case. I, I think he will get picked up. He's a he's a good, smart player, but I mean, if that's gonna, especially the nerve damage thing, I mean, that really that makes a huge difference. Now the the Shelby Harris thing that I mean, he was only here for a year. He came over in the Russell trade as well, and he's he, nothing official has happened, but it's kind of being. You know, taken from his Instagram, and he he has a picture of himself, and then he wrote underneath it, he's in a Seahawks uniform. It says, from seventh-round pick, number 235, to going into 10 years in the league, no matter where I'm at, I'll always be good. And then somebody responded saying, you better stay with the 12th man, and then he wrote back, not my choice. Mm. So I don't know if they've talked to him and said, 
here's what's coming or what's happening or what's not going to happen, but it feels like maybe that's where they're leaning. Did he just yeah. – I didn't feel like he heard his name a bunch. There are plays here and there, but as far as just overall impact this season, it felt like, eh, not not a ton. Yeah, I, the thing is with him, though, I, I figure a lot of it – he sort of went the way of the defense. You know, when the yeah. defense was bad, you saw him not playing well when it was good. I just remember in the Giant game, during that four-game streak, of course, when the defense was playing so well that, you know, he was really explosive off the ball and getting in the backfield. He had a good game against Denver, his team. He was pretty motivated in that game. But, um, yeah, and it it looked like it was going to work out really well. But we'll see. Maybe this isn't the case. Maybe they're going to restructure it or something and, and bring him back. But, you know, I mean, I, I think the Seahawks at the time were scrambling as far as, you know, who they were going to trade with. You know, I don't I don't necessarily know that Denver was their number one choice, but Russ had control of that. Yeah. He had the no trade clause. So there were only certain teams. We heard it even the year before from his agent that they were going to deal with. And I think that that was one where they just tried to get the best that they could out of uh, out of what was going on. But I think where it's really going to show up is. Charles Cross last year in the draft, and then this year at uh, at number number five, the pick. Yep. All right. Coming up, another injury to a starting pitcher shows why the Mariners might have the best pitching situation in baseball right now. We'll get into that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on Seven Ten. Wyman and Bob, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports App. Coming up, we got Mean Texts. You've got about 15 minutes to work your magic. If you've been creating, you've been crafting something really hurtful and mean to say to us in a creative way, now's the time. You can text those in 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. We did get our submissions from our buddy Adam Ray, who's out there touring somewhere in the country. He's under the weather. He's got the flu. He was coming back from a, a, an audition or a shoot of some kind. He's got comedy shows tonight, and he still finds time to... Squeeze in the mean text. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's nice of him. He's fighting through it, right? He's got no choice. Yeah. So, And he usually has some of the best submissions. Have you been keeping track here? I've, I've not really looked at some of the ones. So I told people specifically to go after Mike Lefko. <laughs> well, there are a couple of bleep you mics in yeah. there, <laughs> which he didn't seem to find very funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if they get more creative. That we You like it when they say that to you. Just, well, I thought it was funny just, you know, every once in a while, but not not all the time. If there's a deluge of, you know, yeah. blank you, Dave, okay, enough already. It was funny yeah. the time we said, hey, brevity, you know, keep it yeah. concise because some people send really long stories and we're like, keep it concise. And then somebody sent in the bleep you. So, yeah, we'll get to those coming up here in about 15 minutes. But we've got a special guest on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. I've been told it's a very special day for this person here. Miss Carol Wyman. Yes. <laughs> Mom, happy birthday. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> yes. Mom, no. Mom, you're 80. You're 80 years old. Oh, oh she probably shoot. didn't I want you to say to that on the air. That. I'm sorry, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> well, honey, I tell people I'm 90 because then they say, wow, you look really good. Tonight. <laughs> That's a good plan. All right. Now, remember, Mom, we're on live radio, so no swearing this time. Okay. <laughs> this oh, time. Darn. <laughs> this, this time was there another time where she did no, swear? No, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Happy birthday, Mrs. Happy Wyman. birthday. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So I, I feel like I know your mom. I, I hear yeah. about you all the time, and your your son says nothing but, uh, you know, glowing things about you and, and his father mm-hmm. and everybody. So I feel like I've know, I know you, even though I've, I've never actually met you in person. That's right. And we both agreed that David should have been grounded when we found out that he was drinking when he was a freshman in high school. That's oh, that's it. You guys got together. And, yeah. Well, all right, mom. We don't need to bring that one up. It's going all right. All right this is going the wrong all way. Right, you kids, you kids listening, don't do that. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and also, mom, you you have Bob, yeah. Bob and I, a picture of Bob and I up on the the Wyman Hall of Shame, right? I know. I was going to tell Bob. I feel like I know him because he's in my Hall of Shame. That's yeah. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Now, has has Dave changed much since he was a kid? Was was he like this as a kid? Why is he the way that he is? <laughs> you know, Bob, I don't know. <laughs> it was a, he's a very strange little child. But you know what? He always made me laugh. So I, I couldn't ever punish him because I was too busy laughing. Oh, good. So. He That's fa- the only thing that saved him. He's smart. Yeah. He figured a way out of these punishments. Well, the thing I like to say is that uh, all of the ferocity and you know anger and everything that I played with out on the field, I got yes, directly from my mom. So God <laughs> bless you for that, mom. So, I'm so proud. <laughs> what's the What's the shirt that she bought you? Oh yeah, she brought me a shirt that says uh, I'm not angry, this is just my face. So <laughs> So my mom my mom understands me. So I, I appreciate that. I did, did you get people asking why what's with your son Dave? He looks he looks mad. Is he angry? Yeah, no, everybody just thought he always was. You know, he just always <laughs> ready to take including his big brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had to break up one fight only, I think, between me and Mike, right? That was the one with the bathroom door. Oh, when the bathroom door went through the wall. Yeah, you were pushing it. Yeah. 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 And I'm standing there looking straight up saying, stop it, like I could do anything (laughs) about it. Yeah, but we feared you. We feared you. You did fear me, and I think you still fear me just a little bit. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, she... uh... She was she was very good though. I mean, you were kind of you were kind of the hammer. I think uh, I think in my relationship, Shannon's probably the hammer as well. So, yeah. But uh, I got to play good cop. But well, so uh, what anyway. do you, what do you do for for your birthday? Is there are there plans? You're going out to dinner. You're going to go dancing, drinking. What what's on the schedule for your birthday? <laughs> Bob, eighty. <laughs> you don't sound eighty. You sound like a very very young, uh, energetic individual who's ready to just attack the night. I know. See, that's what's frightening, though, because I do sound young, and then people actually see me, and they go, oh, my God, what happened? Oh, <laughs> stop it. Stop. <laughs> you look great, and you, uh, I was telling everybody that you're sharp as a tack, so don't, don't want to oh. mess it. Don't, don't want to mess with mom. Look that's at, for sure. We, She's we, the best. We, we have people texting in the 253 says, how did Dave end up so bitter and angry with a sweetheart of a mother like that? <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't it amazing? Uh, probably his father's DNA. I'm ah, there we go. There we go. All right. Well, Mom, we I love you so much, and you're the best mom, and uh, happy 80th birthday. We just had to get you on. Oh, thanks, baby. I love you, too. You were actually a wonderful child. Uh, <laughs> I, we, can't, we can't pick on you yeah. and bob my other son we i love you too well, i love you right back and i can't wait to meet you guys <laughs> yeah us too. Happy, us too. happy birthday ah uh, thanks guys call you later good- okay love uh, yeah. you mom i love you too there you Bye. go the great 
Carol Wyman joining us on the show. How about that, huh? Yeah, she, uh, you know, her sense of humor is is right up there. And I think, you know, in a relationship, I mean, you have to have a sense of humor. He's, she's been married to my dad for 63 years. And Goodness. He, they're, they're and such still, a, it's working out, I guess. Huh? Yeah. And it, it, everybody in the family really looks up to them. My brother and I in our marriages also, but, you know, all of the... The kids now. My son's married. Uh, you know, my nieces and nephews are all married, and they're kind of the, you know, the uh, the role model for everyone. So anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me indulging me. Incredibly sweet. She's very sweet, and she's really sharp. You know, I was just talking about being eighty years old. I mean, she just she sounds like she's twenty. So yeah, great great sense of humor, and uh, yeah, she was <laughs> she was the reason I got into Stanford because I was like putting things off and I was my grades were not very good and she would you know get on me about writing my essay and all the stuff that I had to submit to get into college so yeah she was uh, she she was a good one and she was a tough one you know but I mean it so was, she was the disciplinarian she pretty was, much she was the one you feared yeah you know every once in a while but you know she was home with the kids all the time so mm. you know and uh that my dad was always out at work and everything but uh yeah she kind of you know, for her, she grew up very much in a man's world, too. And you know what? At age 50, she got her degree in art history from University of Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because she didn't get a chance to go to college. You know, my dad did. She was, you know, taking care of us while he went through college. And then, yeah, she, she got her art history degree and uh, just really awesome lady. So really sharp and uh, yeah, love her to death. Number 80 for her. Wow. That's impressive. Gonna... They'll do something, right? Maybe not dancing and thing. They'll go to dinner, maybe. Well, something? they already went to like a they went to like a Mexican restaurant or something oh, they did? like that. Yeah, so All yeah, right. they they had a little celebration there. But All right. well, that's good. You know, when you're 80 and 82, you probably don't go out and you know get in the limo and go drinking till <laughs> they're cutting a rug 2 a.m. What they're closing the bar already? <laughs> let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go close this city down. Yeah, we're gonna prepare for the night. All right. Well, really cool to hear from her. That's very cool. She sounds very very <laughs> sweet and happy birthday once again to Carol Wyman. Five oh nine. Bleep you, Dave. My mom is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, happy birthday to her once again. We got mean text coming up. Leave her out of it, by the way. She's awfully. We rarely take people out of the mix, but she's not in the mix. So no shots. I was going to say, put it, take it all out on me, but. Uh, let's take it out on Lefko today. You can do that, no, too. Any any of the three of us, but you you leave Mama Wyman out of this one today. That's uh, all right. 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Your mean text coming up next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. For those of you new to the program, this is what we do each and every week on Fridays. We unveil all the mean things you guys say to us, the creative mean things. Some of them not so creative. Some of them are just mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's some good ones. Somebody did say something. I like the bleep you, my mom's better than your mom. That's funny. There were some good ones about your mom, but kind of in a nice way, making yeah. fun of you. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Well, the, are you no going to read the, the 724 here? Uh, go for it, because I got a few other ones. So you have it. Yeah, go for it. Wyman's mama is sold. She gave birth to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty like good. Yeah, that's good. good. Concise to the point. I like it. That is good. Um, so we got uh, 
We got another one roped in on Mean Text. You mentioned Adam Ray. Some people started taking shots at him, too. He couldn't and wait to unveil all of us. What do you mean? <laughs> if they're taking shots at Adam, those were going to be the ones you would cherry pick. No, they are Mean Text. They're all about all of us. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, guys, this just in the 360. I was surprised to hear Dave's mom's age. I thought Dave was 80. And then at the bottom says, F you, Lefko. <laughs> so Adam Ray's off limits? Don't no, of course not. Okay. Um, so here's some good ones here. 360, Adam has the flu. That's terrible. Nausea, nausea, headaches, chills. I can sympathize. I experience a similar feeling Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 p.m. Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> see I'm saying? We all got roped in. It wasn't, I see it wasn't a shot at him. Yeah. Shots at all of us. No, He's he just could, part of the he, show now. He can take shots. He can take it if yeah. they're taking shots at him. I was just talking about you zeroing in on those first. Oh, if, I didn't want to start with Dave and his mom ones. There are plenty of those. <laughs> we'll get to plenty of those. I do like the way that one ended, though. Like I thought Dave was eighty. Bleep you, Lefko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, let's see. Adam sent in a few. Lefko has the face of a Taco Bell employee of the month. Hmm. Let me think about that. Lefko's yeah, looking around. I've been I don't into know what that a Taco means. Bell. How about this? I read this one to Dave during the break. Bob wears hats the way Dave tells stories. Too often, and they don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that was good stuff. Uh, what else we got? Two, five, three. F you, Dave. Eat a freaking onion, you man, baby. <laughs> oh, that's a long-time listener right there. Is that, from, that must have been from Danny O'Neill. <laughs> man, Danny, baby. Danny measures toughness on whether or not you can eat a, an onion, apparently. Or sit in a middle seat. <laughs> uh, two, five, three. Thumb sounds like that squirrely guy off of Office Space. Have you seen my stapler? No, I'm not going to move my desk. Oh. into the basement. I will, I'll, I'll burn this building down. <laughs> Milton. Yeah. That was Milton. Milton. Yeah. Uh, uh, roses are red, violets are blue, and you guys suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, your station must pay your guests a fortune because nobody would tune in to listen to you three clowns. <laughs> All right. Uh, five, 509 says, your show is more morbid than Steve Largent talking about death. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to defend my guy there. He was talking about yeah. his uh, his grandkids and stuff like that. But Yeah, he was getting a little too real. Yeah, we, we don't need that kind real. of... Well, they found a way to make fun of us, so it was good. They tied it back. Around. Yeah. There we go. Uh, let's see this one from Adam. Bob is the guy at the game who sings the national anthem at the top of his lungs. And then after the applause dies down, yells out, oh, yeah, I was in a band. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It appears I might have a new nickname. I don't know if this one will catch on, but uh, it's uh, Little Pickle Mike. Can't handle the wrath of the 253. And it's from someone from 253. Give me the name again. What was it? Little Pickle Mike. Little pi- oh pickleball yeah oh, was little uh, pickle Mike yeah I can't pickle. handle the wrath of the two, you're five, talking three. about something entirely different <laughs> yeah Dave don't let <laughs> yeah, your mind go there uh, yeah that was from the two five three couldn't tell Lefko has the face of a guy who does shadow puppets on a first date <laughs> Bob was over there acting it up here's here's my my rabbit here's, can you tell what this is it's a giraffe it's a giraffe so you want to go on a second date. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, this man. one's fitting then. Four two five. The only person who sucks more than Adam Ray is Mike Lefko. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. What else did we get sent in here? 
How did it, wait, Wyman telling a story about his days at Stanford and hurting himself playing video games. That alone should have been a big red flag by NFL scouts. Okay, well, getting hurt playing video games, that wasn't until like a year ago. So they would end, <laughs> on, they would end on that. Uh, someone is concerned about your well-being, though, Wyman, because they said, you know, very excited for Dave and Bob to go to spring training. However, because of his many ways of hurting himself for the sake of Dave and his family, don't let him sleep in the top bunk. He will die. <laughs> he Put will the die. karate black belt up there instead. <laughs> the karate black belt. Jeez. Some, people uh, believe in that one. Uh, yeah. That Two. was... I, I should stay away from that pitching machine down there, probably. <laughs> no way. That'll be that the one, fun. That'll be the one time, though, that it goes haywire and it hits me right in the head. I'm sure they... Well, A, I, who knows if they'd even let us in there. B, I'm sure they'd make you wear a helmet if you get in there. <laughs> Maybe I'll get hit in the head and, like, start acting normal. Yeah, all of a sudden, Dave's just yeah. got this sharp memory. He remembers everybody's name. Yeah. Uh, Adam Ray has the face of somebody who... Ah, uh, never mind. Bleep you, Lefko. <laughs> <laughs> they took your advice then, Dave. Yeah, they they send him send the way of Lefko. The yeah. FUs and the bleep Well, that and also brevity is key. And he's yeah. like, ah, oh, screw this whole thing here. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this one's short here. 253. Good thing Bob's biceps are stronger than his opinions. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. I'll take that one. Adam sent one in about Curtis Rogers. How about that? Oh, see, Rog. Yeah, says, is that is that fair game? Uh, sure. I don't know if he's Salk is given the green light. He's like, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if Curtis. Well, is it mean or is it funny? See, uh, uh, Rog is just, it's just kind of a, one of Adam's random thing. It's not that mean. He just says, uh, "I'll I'll take the heat if Curtis is mad. This will be my fault." Curtis has the voice of a guy at a barbecue who opens a conversation by bragging about how he makes his own ashtrays. And then when people lose interest, he asks if they want to thumb wrestle in the jacuzzi. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is kind of random. Yeah. That's what he does. C-Raj has a very funny texting style in that, like, you'll be, like, flipping each other, you know, bleep, bleep, you know, nothing bad. And then all of a sudden he comes in with the hammer. Oh, really? Like, bleep this and you're bleeping Stanford Cardinal. <laughs> oh, wow. Something. That's it's, what he's done. It's hilarious. We just got a really mean one. It's hilarious. I don't know if you want to hear this, Dave. It's really mean. It's not about my mom, is it? Yeah. Okay. Four two five. Dave's mom secretly wishes that he would have been a kicker. Oh, oh. see, now that is going too far. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> ban this guy. We're gonna ban the four two five. I like good. this one's pretty good. I like this three six zero. Excited to hear that Wyman and Bob are going to Arizona. Disappointing to hear that they're also coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. Well, we can go live with my uh, my mom and dad down there. Yeah, that's there. right. That's right. Do the show from down there. <laughs> broadcast from their porch. Yeah, uh, 509. <laughs> Steve Largent might have just started playing tennis, but he could still probably wipe the floor with Lefko. Ooh. Mm. Bad yeah. knees and all. Yeah. You think he could beat a Hall of Famer? Could I? Yeah. In tennis, yeah, I could run him around. You'd run him around. Yeah. You'd, that's what my wife does yeah. to me. She just, like, wears me out. Yeah. Hit it over there, <laughs> hit it the over there. Like, why don't you hit it down the middle? <laughs> hit it into the, the sides, the Why back. are you making me run? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she just hit it down the middle? She's just toying with me. Dink, dink, I do dink. like, kind of to tie it back to the mean text here, that everyone seems to bring up the fact that you get beaten tennis by your wife a lot. Well, yeah, she's would, like she's like a three five or whatever. Fitter, you know? Seta and Schneider. I would hope so. Doesn't she it? play like every day? Yeah, she better be. We put a lot of money into that. You know, it's like, like the Dave says, "Why can't you hit it down the middle? <laughs> <laughs> hit it to me. I'm right yeah, here. What are you doing to me over here? Uh, we can do what, one or two more. All in on a kind of nice one. This is the whole spirit of mean text right here. Flynn from Kent. Hey Dave, 
I sure wanted to call you a mama's boy, but I ended up calling my mom right after I listened to that. So bleep you, Dave. That, w- that was awesome. <laughs> there you go. Everybody, everything. Likes, everybody likes Carol Wyman. Uh, my God. All right. Good stuff out of you guys. There were some solid ones in there. I like, the, good. Good I like the one. Adam Ray has the face of a guy who, ah, never mind. Bleep you, Lefko. <laughs> Very funny. All right, coming up, uh, you don't want to miss this conversation. In case you did, you're in luck. Our conversation with the Seahawks legend, the Hall of Famer that is Steve Largent, coming your way next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710.